Evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Mythos Unit. Thanks very much for stopping in tonight. I'm Chris. I'm the Game Master. Working our way around the table are our players. Uh, hello, I'm Harry, and I'll be playing Franklin Blackmore. Uh, I'm Joey, and I'm once again playing Quincy Adams. I'm John, I'm going to be playing Chip Adams. I'm Megan, and I'm going to be playing Jack Houston. Unfortunately, mate Yvette couldn't be here tonight, so she is with us in our hearts and our memories. Rip, Yvette. You live on. Uh-huh. We'll see her next week. Now, as for the game. Yeah, we're going to visit wait, wait, We're going to visit, we're gonna visit her grave. Let's give it, like, two, three seconds so everyone who's only here for a vet can stop listening. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, they don't, you have to do the opposite. You have to be like, no, she'll show up later. And you keep saying that until the end of the episode. And you're like, oh, she didn't show no, up. And then we get an audio clip of a vet going, oh, hey, guys. And just like, <laughs> we, yeah, we're, we, everyone get out our vet soundboard. <laughs> I guess I'll roll coordination. <laughs> jeepers, jeepers, jeepers. <laughs> She said that, right? <laughs> She's basically Velma, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Alright, so, do you guys remember what happened last game? Uh, we found an overdose. Uh, dude was dead. We investigated. Uh, somebody got uppity in Dryad business. I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, we met clearly not a villain, this robotic giant spider. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to go investigate leads as to where trance is being produced outside of Mythtown. We also went to a mine and mm. figured out that modern technology could pretty much solve the problem. Yeah. So. So we set up modern technology, which will solve the problem. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So, anyhow. You guys, after receiving a tip-off, basically have an idea that the Chinese triads that are in the area operate, or can operate, out of a, lo- of a laundromat. Alright. Um, before we Something leave, shape. I um, basically go over to Atreus. Uh, Atreus is the name of the captain of the guard, right? Uh, the centaur. Oh, just a moment. I got a list of their names. It's been a bit of time. Hespero is Hespero. the captain. Um, so basically, as we're leaving, I uh, ask Hespro, uh, when was the first time that you noticed Trance sort of showing up in Mythtown? It hasn't been terribly long. Only a short amount of time. As for the number of days, number of weeks... Does it coincide with the beginning of the robberies of the magical ore out of the mines? Yes. Okay, that's all I need to know. Um, you think they're making the drug from the ore? So, in the van, Blackmore exposits on this theory. Well, I mean, think about it. Osmium's the stuff, what it's called, right? Uh, Zeronium. Zeronium. Zeronium! Zeronium isn't, like, money, even drugs. You can't just sell a bar of platinum on the streets. It's a manufacturable good. Now, if you had a way to manufacture it into something that people want to buy, that's a lot easier to move. So, I have a sneaking suspicion that these two things are connected. Hmm. Well, it sounds like a good idea. We could get a sample from the miners and take it down to the lab and see if it can be used as a drug. Well, see if, if it um, matches anything with the what's the word I want? The like construction spectrum composition. Yes, the composition mm. of the drug. Maybe um, we still have that uh, baggie of trance as evidence, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe we can probably, if we can check this, maybe even just run it past the dream catchers. They're part, if, we're, if the hunter's right, they should be made of pretty much the same stuff. Okay, so where are you guys going to head? Uh, to the lab! Yeah, for a while. <laughs> oh, we're not going to the... The laundromat will still be here when we get back. 
get split up. Unless somebody knows that we're going there and warns them and they, you know, bring it to explode. Seems excessive. <laughs> oh my god! How do people look away from explosions? It was so loud! <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I could go take a look-see. Maybe, you know, you know, just squat wander around as us old people do. I'll come with you and give you backup. Uh, Houston, Adams, you want to drop this off the lab and meet us at the big street? Sure. Alright. I hand you guys the uh, thing, the baggie of trance. Doesn't work on people that aren't myths. You think we're all kind of myths now, aren't we? Yeah. I don't have pointy ears. Mm. Is that the difference? <laughs> oh yeah, you can only apply the drug to the pointy part of the ear, so yeah. people without a pointy you, part won't. Yeah, you, you had to dip your ear right into it. <laughs> <laughs> if your lobes aren't the right shape, you can't really get it, get it off. Get it on. <laughs> it is very awkward, but the ensuing high is totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I got it all over my neck. <laughs> Alright, so. First off, let's go to the team that is going to the laboratory at New Scotland. Okay. So, stopping in, you uh, speak to the lab techs, and they begin running the trains through a couple screenings, and after a few minutes, they come back to you uh, with a bit of information. So, we've taken a look at this bag, and it is comprised almost entirely of zeronium, of course, the same material that's used for dream catches. <gasps> it's, but there are also other chemicals that are mixed in, many of which are used for the manufacturing of modern drugs, such as, say, crystal methamphetamines, for example. It's very possible that whoever's making trance is using zeronium, mixing it with modern chemistry and technology to create this drug that seems to have an effect on myths. So there must be a, a human aspect to this organization that would have imparted that sort of uh, engineering on them. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I don't know how things are in London, but it's not too hard to find a, somebody who knows how to cook meth in any big city back in the U.S. <laughs> it's at this point that you receive a text on your cell phones, both of you. <gasps> it's basically saying that new information has been recorded at in the autopsy room where they've taken the body of the elf. Let's go! To the lab! To the dead people lab! The, 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 the corner up <laughs> five feet to the corner <laughs> The corner updated his Twitter. Just like a picture of the body. Check out the sick body! Oh, Jesus. Well, not sick anymore. <laughs> like, oh, this is gonna make relations with myths really bad. Just sewed up this butt. Uh-huh. Heading downstairs, That's you... I know, but like, I don't... <laughs> you guys head downstairs, and it's a very chilly, well, um, it, well-controlled room in terms of... Yes, it's like a morgue. It's like a morgue. It's Uh dank, it's moist, it's very uncomfortable. The fellow that's standing behind the autopsy table is... uh, Well, you're not really... Yeah, he's probably the most boring, bland-looking person you've ever seen in your life. A mortician, right. Uh Uh-huh. He's got (laughs) fairly... He's got fairly, yeah, even-colored skin, uh, thinning hair. He's about five foot six, and... Even though he's standing in an empty room, you have the feeling that if you look away from him long enough, you could forget he was there. Good evening. Nope. Not even. That's like that's a character. His yeah. voice would just be like, "Hello." Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you must be the detectives assigned to this case. You sound. I don't think anyone else has seen this fucking film, but you sound like Tia Tame from fucking Hogfather. <laughs> that guy's a creepy assassin. As, like the Terry Pratchett film? Yes. Oh. 
I'm the head mortician here. My name is Dennis, Dennis Darowitz, and I've been transferred here from America. As for the corpse, I have a bit of information that I would like to share with you. Okay. Great. All right. So, if you would come over here, please. You don't even see him step. He just kind of hovers over to the table. Please do not take any note of my skin collection. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just people's skins. Mm, I got it. Full racks of them. Oh, wait, full? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm surprised the families of the deceased are cool with that. I'm a taxidermist in my spare time. Mm. By the way, are you too hungry? Would either of you like a junior mint? And he holds out a little mug with them. Nah, something about uh, dead bodies doesn't make me too uh, hungry. All right, then. He sets it down. So, as for the body... He goes over to a drawer and pulls out the body of the elf that you know as Pilar de Sairos. Now, after examining the body, I was able to discover something a little interesting involving his lungs, if anything. Now, trance is a drug that's inhaled through the nostrils and it goes travels downward into the lungs. However, if you look here, he um, sh- shows you the incision where uh, the cup is made. If either of you are squeamish, you may want to look away. And what? All right, then. He... Are you going to be a cut? <clears throat> yes. Mm. <laughs> he... Just checking. Five command, two stability, he... five. Okay, so he opens up the body, and he shows you the lungs, which if normally they're supposed to... He shows you a photograph of a pair of normal lungs for comparison. It looks as though they have been put through a glass machine or something. As in, they are covered in thousands of tiny incisions and burns, as though heated to an extremely high temperature, while being cut with, like, tons and tons of tiny razor blades. So, like, somebody took a flaming shotgun full of tiny needles and emptied it into this guy's chest. That's absolutely correct. One thousand degrees. How is this different from a regular elf chest? Now, now, hold on, let me show you something. If you look here, these incisions are caused by an effect that is essentially a form of an allergic reaction in humans, but magnified several times over. You see, there are some elements that the Fae are not particularly compatible with, and one of them is the presence of cold iron. Essentially, what happened here was this fellow inhaled some trance, but there was something mixed into it. Some magnetic fragments? We're, well, it is my theory that after examining the lungs I was able to find, he uh, hands over a petri dish with several extremely tiny, almost microscopic little black particles. It seems as though somebody mixed crushed cold iron into the substance as well. Hmm. So someone tried to, well, his dealer tried to off him. No. Yeah. Did off him. Uh, well, we don't know what the, what the standard composition is. It, well, he, they said he was a regular user. Right. This would have killed him the first blow. Is that what... Is this an example of, like, long-term? Oh, use? no. This happened all at once. Ah. Well. No scar tissue. Mm-hmm. He inhaled this mixture. He, um, the effect immediately occurred. His lungs were more or less destroyed from the inside out, and he choked to death on his own blood. Hmm. Lovely. Are you sure you do that. not want a junior mint? <laughs> <laughs> he says he begins chugging the rest of the glass. I'm sorry. 
Yes. The glass of junior mint? Yeah, he, he likes it. You said it was in a glass. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. I was. I thought you thought that junior mint was a beverage. Nice <laughs> <laughs> refreshing glass of junior mint. <laughs> yes. So, you know, this is the effect of what should happen if a member of the Fae will ever inher- inhale a large amount of powdered cold iron all at once. Well, I'm glad I got that piece of education. I know it's going to come in handy. Daily. The, uh, wasn't one of the things that they offered us specialty ammunition? I mean, this could be before. <laughs> no, the fail. It's pretty dark. I'm not going to get into that with you. If I may, I work in a morgue, and that sounds quite morbid. <laughs> Shut up, See, you. Even, uh, even Jimmy here is on my side. I like, for the record, I do love that Adams' like, first response to seeing like this horrible effect on people is, how do we weaponize this? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, well, I... Come on! <laughs> How well, do we keep the elf know. down? If you really want to weaponize cold iron, all you need is a pair of brass knuckles with magnets on them. Cold iron is just magnets. But how do those work? <laughs> <laughs> Miracles. Literally go to any tourist myth. shop, get a beautiful little magnet that says London, and smack them in the face with it. And that's it. I don't know that we have to go... Um, Quite this extreme. Okay. He says this. He's being loading like, cold iron buckshot into a <laughs> loading magnets into a slug. Yep, yep, yep that's yep. fine. Mm-hmm. Just like children's magnets <laughs> off a fridge. No, those buckyballs. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Oh god, this is actually hurt. <laughs> yeah. No. That that that's literally buckshot plus magnets. So, one of those little, you remember those little pictures where you have, a, I guess you ha- are holding a magnet. Or the, not the, yeah, inverse and, yeah, and it's like a guy with a beard, and you like pull the little, oh, yeah. I guess it's like iron filing. Yeah, it's so. just iron filings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, back on topic. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that little bit of information has been provided to you guys. Do you want to do anything about it, or would you like it to jump over to the other group? Uh, I think we'll, like, text... Mm. What we've learned, and okay. is there any like if there's nothing else, I guess we'll go meet. Basically, them. say like the drugs were mixed. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. they were tainted. They tainted. were they were cut yeah. with some bad shit. You That's guys, this isn't that would this, kill it. Yeah, this yeah. isn't a, this wasn't an overdose. This was a murder. Okay, you guys murder. You guys discovered the cause of death. Yeah, yeah. achievement unlocked. Murder. Achievement unlocked. Meet Dennis. Mm-hmm. So, why don't we pass it over to the other group? Meet Dennis. All right. You two are going over to the laundromat, you said? Yeah. All right. Hmm. So. Looks like our uh, OD has just been upgraded to a murder. Murder. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Something about cold iron. I'm not entirely sure what that... Actually, to mind. Nope. Huh. Something about cold iron. Well... I can't exactly make heads or tails of it, but apparently that means that this was intentional, not accidental. Well, then I guess that we're looking for a suspect instead of a, you know, just a dealer, then. Well, I figure we find one, we'll find the other, so let's stay on. Oh, and we also text that it's totally made of the stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Ah! It looks like my hunch was correct. We find the osmium dealers, we find the trance dealers, we find the zeronium dealers. Good job, Blackboard. And pat you on the back. Ah. He didn't do anything! <laughs> I'm the best! <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright. So, you eventually turn onto the street that the laundromat's on, you yep. park the van, and hop out, and... Well, uh, first things first, um, I, uh, I take a, um, 
I uh, put on my tack vest, but on but on, on top of that, and I load put like like, like my Billy Club and all that stuff in in it, um, and then on top I put like a big old man jacket, uh-huh. and then pull a walker out. Okay. Uh, that I unfold. All right. Your bindle. Yeah. No, just a walker. <laughs> Oh, a walker. Okay, yeah. I thought you said a walker. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I pull a locker out of my pocket. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, I unfold a, a walker, and I'm like, let's, um, let's go for a walk. Alright. Okay, so the two of you head down the street. This is a fairly average air, uh, little part of town. Like, not the most high class or anything like that, but there are a lot of apartment buildings and stuff. Like, a very, yeah... Yeah, it's a it's the part of town where a lot of you essentially a bunch of low income people live, but it's not you know a terrible part of town by any means or necessary. Mm-hmm. There are a lot Where's of Barnaby. You know, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of very simple stores around, like you know stuff that people visit just to pick up stuff and help make ends meet. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, why don't you go inside see if you can't see if there's anything there. I'll double around back and uh, in a couple minutes I'll come find my poor old grandpa who seemed to wander off. I didn't think I'd be your father, but okay. <laughs> How old do you think I am? Not, not very nice. Mm. So, you head inside the laundromat. Actually, Blackmore smokes so much, he just looks a lot older than he is. Yeah. Mm. I'm actually only 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so heading inside, the door gives a little jingle as you enter. And, yeah, there are a whole bunch of washing machines uh, spread out across the length of the laundromat. Some benches for people to put their stuff on. And there are a few people inside that are... Yeah, standing in front of the machines and just waiting for their stuff to go through. Hmm. At the front desk is an old woman who seems to be Asian in descent, and there are a couple signs behind the counter that are in both Chinese and in English for, you know, people can use. Sorry, kidding, it's Richmond. Um, okay, so I'm going to use uh, perception or scrutiny. Uh, what are you hoping to do? Uh, just look around. I notice anything that seems out of place. You know, oh, that door back there. There's a big, strong guy in front of that door who does not moving. That kind of. Uh, two nines. All right. The only thing you see is like there's a door at the back, but there's a sign on it in both Chinese and English that says "employees only." But yeah, that's the only thing you see that could be out of the ordinary, or like even then, it's not very much. But yeah. Alright, um, then I'm going to use Tremor Sense. Okay. So, um, I begin rhythmically tapping my foot. Okay. Um, making it look like I'm just an old man with the jitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, raise a little power. I'll use one more. <laughs> um, nope. Hmm. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, you try tapping your foot, but with the constant washing machines going on, it's tough to get a rhythm down, and you're not really able to concentrate as well as you like. Okay. Uh, All right. So uh, I basically head around to the back of the place. Okay. Um, what is it? Basically, just like an alleyway that leads into the thing. Uh, yeah. Like there's an alleyway off to the side, and heading around that you see that basically there's a parking lot set up in out back of the place with a chain fence and a padlock and stuff like that. Any, like, doors that, like, lead in and out of the laundromat, basically? Yeah, there's a back entrance. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna take a look around. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna use just general scrutiny, but also I have, like, one of those, like, mini flashlights out, and what I'm doing is I'm shining it on the ground because... It, I don't know much about coal. Blackboard doesn't know much about coal iron. Yeah. But he would know that if they managed to grind it up small enough that it would be indistinguishable in a powder, mm. that's very tiny, and that would reflect a lot of light. 
Okay. So yeah, I'm going to take a look around. Would there be cold iron on the street, though? Well, it depends on how sloppy they were in it. But, you know, I'm just also taking a look around. Could you just become a ghost and stick your head through the wall? Uh, well, the problem with that is that we don't really have probable cause for entering the premises. And if, you know, police, ghost police freeze, then that's like asking for a lawsuit. Good job. Very, you've, you've really grown from I set him on fire. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Harry. I research things. Character development. Um, so two eights on scrutiny. Okay. Um, you can't really go inside the lot because then it becomes entering on a private property. Hmm. But you take a look by the fence, uh, take out a light and kind of shine it on the ground. There isn't really anything that comes up and reflects itself in you. Hmm. Either there's nothing here, or if there is something here, they are doing a very good job of covering it up. Alright, uh, I'll try one more thing before I go grab, uh, before I go grab Quincy. Uh, yeah. I'll use the, uh, empathic insight ability, so two hard dice, and I kind of, so basically Blackmore zones out a bit, and he's sort of seeing if there's any, you know, empathically charged objects nearby. Uh, yeah, you're kind of... Picking up that there might be a couple things closer to the building, but at that point they're considered on private property. Yeah. That corner was peed on by several hobos. <laughs> uh-huh. It has a feeling of warmth. Ooh, too much warmth. <laughs> and regret. <laughs> Alright, well, can't find anything out here, so they either keep themselves a pretty tight ship, and we can't exactly go barging in on what is effectively a loose eyewitness testimony from somebody that is based on conjectures. With, so. with no warrant. Yeah. So um, I will go and uh, collect my father. Uh, well, before that, um, I'm going to go talk to the lady. Um, so uh, there. So in, let me just get a sense of this uh, laundromat. So just a basic laundromat. Yep. Um, there are machines. Is there a bathroom? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Uh, Ask if she does custom tailoring. <laughs> uh, what? Some laundromats also do like hemming. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so I'm going to walk up to the front counter. Um, excuse me, young lady. <laughs> it, she uh, looks up at you, smiles a little bit, and laughs. Oh, you are too kind. How can uh, I help? Um, is there a bathroom here I could use? I, I know that it says employees only, but I'm so far from my from my car. And I just... I'm I'm so sorry. We do not have a bathroom here for uh, customers, but. If you go next door to the restaurant, uh, speak to the owner, tell him that you are a customer here, and he will be happy to let you use it. Turns out asking for the bathroom was the secret drug code. <laughs> I'm going to try to use Persuade. Um, two sevens. Are you sure? You know, I, I figured you have such a nice establishment to have one. It, it, it won't be any trouble, yep. you know, I'm just I am very an old sorry. man with a small bladder. <laughs> I am very sorry, but we do not allow customers to use our facilities here. And that is the last we will speak of it. So yes, uh, so Blackmore sort of like runs around the corner, looks into the laundromat, and then like does the whole, oh, there you are, sort of thing, comes in and says, oh, dad, you've got to stop wandering away like that. Oh. Are you doing an American accent in character? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, son. Oh, I just... Thank you. Uh, ah, oh, so sorry, miss. He oh, texted one. It has been no trouble. All right. All right, come on, Dad. Let's go. Oh, son, you... It's always nice to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's an American, too. It wouldn't make sense to be like, Oh, hello there, Daddy. <laughs> Oi! I moved away to get away from you, you old gobshite! Because <laughs> <laughs> it... You guys could be immigrants. It happens. Yeah, but one of us has an American accent and one of us is 
Yeah. 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 If you say you moved here to, for work Ooh. 30 years ago, raised your son here. He's whole, lived his whole life in Britain. And he's a latchkey kid. I never, I never actually took care of him. He grew up on the streets. I don't see why that part's <laughs> relevant. So sure. yeah. So once we get the whole entree, I'm like, how was my American accent? Not bad, actually. Mm. You've been practicing, haven't you? I watch a lot of movies. Oh. Hmm. All right. So yeah, I guess we'll meet up with you guys at some point. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you two head back to the car, the police vehicle. And uh, we're shot. <laughs> uh huh. There's. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> So, yep. there's something under the windshield wiper. <gasps> it's a ticket! It's a piece of, it's a piece of paper. Ah, oh, fucking meter mates. I, I go grab it and open it up, and then a gun it's, pops out. Tiny <laughs> gun! <laughs> it says... The trap. Um, I know what you're trying to do. Come to the phone box on the corner of 3rd and Rochester in one hour at 3 p.m. The most... I checked the time. Is it is it 2 p.m. right now? It is. <gasps> Uh, they were overly specific with their note. That means they mean business. <laughs> well, this is interesting. Can't get shot. Um, I'll use empathic insight on the note. Actually, anything attached to it? Purpose. Hmm. Looks like we've got ourselves a uh, possible vigilante. Purpose. Or at least is someone who fancies. <laughs> or at least someone who fancies himself a police officer. Still. What do you think? And I give you the note. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily a vigilante, but clearly somebody wants to have a little chat with us. Mm. I say we oblige them. Alright. So, yeah. Um, do we get a text from you guys that's saying, like, you're on your way or something? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so we'll just wait for you guys to sure. show up. How cool would it be to have, like, a, like a, a serial killer who did, like, pop-up books as their thing? Like, they leave a note In the Riddler? <laughs> no, but like no, it's pop-up books. There was using a really great, uh, a really great serial killer on CSI who made miniatures. Oh, of, the miniature of, killer! The miniature killer of the scene of the murder, mm. and they eventually figured out that his trigger was bleach because bleach was in every single miniature. Yeah, in some way or another. Oh, but they were like ultra detailed and exactly down to how they would die and how the body would be placed and everything. Yeah. and he would like deliver them. Is fucked. Huh? Hmm. Great. Series on CSI. <laughs> I'm just saying something like that, but like a pop-up book. Some pop-up books are really well done. True. Uh-huh. True. All right. So yeah. So uh, we'll basically head around the. We'll basically head around the corner. Just let it, like you know, a bunch of obvious police officers aren't just standing outside the thing. Yeah, we. I text. We have a driver, don't we? Oh, yes. Irvine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, te- yeah. I text you guys about what the uh, about the details yeah. and Ir- and and say. Should we go, yes, Y slash N question mark? Uh, Ella. Yeah. No. Also, in case you're wondering, Irvine was the guy that drove Houston and Adams down to the police precinct, so the car was abandoned when you two stopped by the laundromat. All right. So, uh, the four of you guys, you said? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, where do you head specifically? Hmm. Well... I think we should meet this person. We, we don't I have. Think we might want to have eyes on the situation from further away. Maybe make some calls, get some other people positioned. Get fucking Duffy on the line. Well, um, I wouldn't Sing mind. It? No, no, it's a British thing. Well, Irish, really, but you know. <laughs> but um, uh, well, uh, I would be willing to talk to this man or woman. I can certainly do reconnaissance. It's been a while since I've had to do a stakeout. Well, it's, it's coming 
That was Irish. <laughs> Soys of a tangerine. Soys of a tangerine. There You're coming go. in an hour, so... I don't know if there's going to be a very long stakeout involved, but maybe just um, eyes on the situation. He already has, job. like, six cups of coffee and a bag of jerky. It's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> so I think the idea is you guys watch, and I'll go talk to them. Yeah. I'll stake out the, I'll, I'll stake out the perimeter. Um, you could just ghost and, like, be hiding underground and pop up behind him. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nah, I, I can't keep ghosted forever. And Blackmore doesn't want to find out what happens when it becomes solid inside of an object. And <laughs> sit in the sewers, the, right below the ground. Oh, really nice, Quincy, telling me where I, there's, I should there's go. A, there's a lot of tunnels in yeah. London, isn't there? Yeah. No, but I also can't go up and down. We established this before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. jump real good. <laughs> that, like, third, that, like, ten foot vertical leap. We'll get you a little trampoline. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll make sure the meeting's right on top of a manhole cover. <laughs> yeah, I gotta time this really right. Just see, like, climbing through a ladder. <laughs> Too early, and I just phased the trampoline. Too late, and I just hit my head on the surface of the tunnel. It's go time. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. But, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm if we can get snipers on the location, that'd be cool, but... I don't think that's a, like... Yeah. Right. yeah. I don't think yeah, so. That's a little excessive, I yeah. mean. Yeah. Just a regular gun. Yeah, well, I mean, if we could get a couple other... Officers just like sitting with the paper, sort of thing. Okay. I'll uh, grab some plane. I'll uh, make some. I'll make a call over the radio. See if I can't grab any plane clothes. Okay, so you go over the radio. Yep. Okay, so you call into. You're calling the New Scotland Yard to get a couple extra officers. Yeah. Well, also just like you know, um, car M1, car M1, setting out a call for any plane clothes officers not on assignment. Uh, code two, reply over. Okay. Oh, uh, Blackmore, is it? Yes. Hi, it's uh, Fitzgerald on the line here. Right, Fitzgerald, you in plain clothes? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you caught me at the right time there, buddy. <laughs> Why are you on radio? <laughs> <laughs> what are you um, doing to your car? <laughs> um, yep, yeah, me and Pepper are just doing patrols. You need anything? Yeah, uh, can you get, uh, can you manage to make your way over to, uh, what's the street name again? Third and Rochester. Can you make your way over to Third and Rochester and set up about a... Um, Two block perimeter. Try and make yourself inconspicuous. We're following Wait, a lead. How are they going to set up a two block perimeter by themselves? No, just like, you know, be in the area. Okay. Alright, so we'll be two blocks away then. Yep. Alright, uh, we'll be by your location. We'll be by in about ten minutes. Right, copy. Copy. Alright, so I'm going to. Is there like a bench near the, near the meetup area? Uh, there are a couple. Um, the corner of 3rd and Rochester, you see the phone booth that the guy was talking about. It's right outside a coffee shop. You got Google Maps open again? No. Okay. Mm. Sorry. Hyper gets every part of London mapped out for uh-huh. adventures. Well, um, across the street there's also a bakery set up, and finally, um, it's basically a T-shaped intersection. The part on the broad part of the T is a park. Okay. All right. Well, that gives us plenty of places okay, well, to hide. Uh, I'm going to uh, get out of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, go to the bakery. Okay. Buy a Copenhagen. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, fancy. Go to the go to the coffee shop. Get a nice coffee. Okay. And then you go sit on, on a bench right beside where the phone booth is and eat my Copenhagen. Okay. It's quite nice. In case he gets shot, he wants these last moments to be nice. It's yeah. Very, it's very well baked. The coffee is. How do you take your coffee? <laughs> Just curious. Two sugars. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. 
the two sugars offset it very well. You dip your Copen Copenhagen in the coffee. Oh, no. You don't do that. What are you talking about? You're crazy. Okay, you don't do that, then. <laughs> you don't even know how to use a pastry. God, the emergence ruined. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. I assume everyone dips their stuff in it. Ew. Okay, well, whatever. Anyhow, you and That's what Fitzgerald was doing. <laughs> the guy on the radio? Yeah. Mm. But anyway, yes. so yes, I sit there and eat my Copenhagen in, in, in blissful ignorance. Okay, so yeah, you're keeping an eye on your watch. By this yep. point, it's about ten minutes to. So right now you're just waiting. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, I will also go to the coffee shop and okay. sort of set myself. Uh, basically, I take my coffee black, uh, but leave room for milk. Mm -hmm. Good call. So black, but leave room for more. Well, leave room for more. <laughs> uh, you know, flask. Oh. Uh. I take my coffee. Milk. Yes, milk. You put uh -huh. the Irish in your coffee. Exactly. All right. And I'll set up basically so that like I'm on the outdoor patio, basically looking at where um, Quincy is. Okay. Cool. I climb the fire escape of a building adjacent so that I can watch from the roof. Cool. Because I'm, I'm cool. Mm. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get a coffee. Uh no. No, uh, At this like, point, Blackmore like already has seven. Jack is also caffeine intolerant. Okay. You head around the back of the bakery to find the fire escape there. Quickly climbing up, you make sure that you're unseen as you get towards the roof, and eventually you install yourself there so you can poke your head up at any moment, but you can also duck down quickly to avoid being seen. Do I see anyone else on rooftops? Um, roll me a perception check. It's that fucking cat. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. She said that she picked up three dice. <laughs> and no. Okay. You, yeah, you're pretty sure there's no one else around here. I'm so good at stakeouts. It's very helpful. You're okay. all welcome. How about you, John? What's Adam's up to? Uh, so Chip is going to time a walk so that he is, it looks like he's walking to the bakery and is in the bakery when the phone call happens. Cool. Okay. He's looking at bread. Alright, so you time it. It's very soft. You enter the bakery three minutes before the phone call should come. So that gives you enough time to reasonably start browsing. Uh huh. Okay, so the minutes pass by. You're all waiting, watching. A bit of time goes by. Pour myself a it's glass two, of wine on the rooftop. It's 2.59 at this point. It should be any second now. You wait, and almost exactly at the stroke of 3 o'clock, the phone starts ringing. Um, I stand up. I finish my Copenhagen, stand up, and I walk into the phone booth. Okay. And then p pick up the phone. Right. Hello. I presume I'm speaking to the inspector. Um, yes. Yes, this is, uh, you can, you can just call me Quincy. Alright, Quincy. I've been seeing what you and your friend have been trying to do involving the laundromat. You're on the right track. Oh, uh, so you're being helpful. Well, um, sorry, what, what was your name? My name's not important. Oh, no. Now that's not a good place to start a diplomatic Consi situation. Consider me a concerned citizen. Well, I mean, if you're really concerned, you could help us out directly. I could, but, well, let's just say that this makes my life easier, and by helping you out, I can make your life easier. The fact of the matter is that your suspicions about the laundromat are entirely correct. Something's going on down in the basement, none of which is good and entirely not legal. Do you have anything con concrete? Nothing at the moment. Which is why, if I could offer some help in terms of legality, I would. But the fact is, this requires a little more improvisation. 
Is this Chris's DM way of telling us do something illegal? I, Commit a crime. Essentially, you, in order to be able to search the premises, you need to obtain a warrant. This warrant is. Uh, Chris, yeah. while this is going on, uh, can I use my empathic recall to see if there's, like, anybody around that's, like, nervous or particularly, like, on edge? Well, how many people are around? Well, it's radius, so... Quite a few. Yeah, but you also can't... You also can't see everything at once. You don't have supervision. No, 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 that's the thing. It's, like, empathic recall is literally, like, some... That's why it's radius. Mm. Mm. So I rolled a perception check, check for check. Check. Okay. What'd you roll? Um, I didn't critically fail, <laughs> but I failed. So Chip is arguing about the price of muffins with the, the baker. Okay. So, hey, look, I've been running this business for five years now, and I've been selling the muffins at a reasonable price, and everyone buys the muffins despite the price. I don't know how British money works, but <laughs> for a muffin sounds a bit much. Whoa! You fucking yanks always complain about the pounds here, don't you? Meanwhile, well, the fifteen pounds for a muffin—that is a lot. That's no. like nearly thirty dollars. Hey, 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 I never said anything about fifteen pounds. I know. Oh, that that could just be Chip misreading. It's like one point five. No, yeah, one point five. That makes way more sense. Oi, there's a period right here between the one and the five. Looks like a comma. <laughs> <laughs> one thousand pound muffin. <laughs> no. We right. don't have to keep doing this. So, all right. meanwhile, the, while the two of you are bickering, now, as for the information that I have obtained, you need a search warrant to be able to go onto the premises, which you can't obtain without reasonable cause and sufficient evidence. You have to obtain the warrant from a magistrate who issues it, and at that point will you be able to search the premises of, essentially, something that you Are you suspect. a lawyer? <laughs> I know my rights. I'm learning a lot about... Oh, God, he's a sovereign citizen. Now he's going to start going on about how British law doesn't apply to him. <laughs> but while you're doing... But the triads are already spooked by something. The fact is, while you're taking your time to obtain this warrant, they'll essentially be cleaning up their operation and getting out of there while they still can. Uh, Chris, two eights on just a perception roll. Do I see anything? You see a lot of people going around. Nothing that stands out. Well, um, if we do break in without a warrant, we won't be able to use anything we find anyway, so it's not like... You will be able to search the premises if you have a reasonable cause to suspect something going on, such as Could... a suspicious individual trespassing on private property. Now, that is something we could do. It is. If such a thing were to happen, I mean, I guess our hands would be tied. Are you advocating someone to break the law so the police can go inside? Here. Yes. <laughs> I'm, a, I, I'm like, I'm a retired police officer who's like, kind of from like a time where like, the police weren't super great about ethics, so. <laughs> Let me hypothesize a situation for you. At 5pm in about two hours, a mysterious individual will be sighted breaking into the back entrance of the laundromat. There will be sounds of gunfire and violence, and shortly afterwards the individual will flee. Should the police be on sight, they will have reasonable cause to go in and inspect the area to make sure that nothing has gone on. Tight. Well, um, I guess, I guess it's a good thing that we know about it then. Mm-hmm. That's nothing on, well, two threes on scrutiny. The question is, this is just a hypothetical situation. 
I just want to make sure that if such a thing were to occur, that there would be well-respected police officers who just happen to be passing through the area. Oh, we have to get well-respected police officers? <laughs> Shit, oh, where are we going to find those? <laughs> <laughs> I've lit a man on fire! I don't have accolades! Well, uh, I think you'll be glad to know that the police are always willing to, um, you know, interact with the community and are often um, around. So, if if such a thing were to occur, I'm sure there would be an officer nearby willing to come help. Glad to hear it. Be careful. There are apparently a number of armed individuals in the basement. Not all of them are human. Well, that's even more interesting. No, no, it's fucking Jang Shi. <laughs> just cons- Why just be, be careful. Oh, we racist. Have, you will essentially have one opportunity to get this right, and it would be best for everybody involved that this goes off without a hitch. I I guess you're right. Yeah, sure. You're being very helpful. Are you sure you don't want to, you know, come make yourself known? I'm sure there could be some sort of reward. It's not about the reward. No, this is pretty illegal. <laughs> yeah, some fairly illegal shit right going on. It's just about doing the right thing when it needs to be done. And with that, there's a click on the other end of the line. Oh, this guy's a cool vigilante. Well, here's the deal. I bet he's a giant spider, too. I, I did not say that he should go commit a crime. <laughs> I, what I did say is that police would show up if any of those things he said happened would occur. And he never said that anything would occur. He was just pointing out a hypothetical circumstance so, of how nice it would be for police to be in the area when that occurred. MI5, this is a thought experiment. None of this is actually <laughs> going to <laughs> But, like... I have. I did not advocate he commit a crime. I'm not aiding or abetting a crime. Mm-hmm. I'm and I'm saying that a hypothetical discussion of how you could best take advantage well, of this tip. Well, and that the the, the laundromat is shady, yeah. which is a tip we have previously. Yeah, received. we, have, we well the thing is we've had a tip that the laundromat is shady. We, this is an additional tip, also saying that they are going to go commit a crime, which we should try to stop them from committing a crime. Mm. So we should be there, mm. and if they happen to get by us, who who knows? You know. Alright, so I'm assuming I see Quincy get out of the telephone booth. Yep. Alright, so I like kind of so I like put down the newspaper I was pretending to read and kinda of, like, you know, motion for you to come over. Okay. Alright. So what do you have to say? I hold up my phone. I was just recording the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, okay. If you've lived in the city, you'd know about this trick. <laughs> Did I'm sorry, there's something crazy in my ear. I could have sworn that you just basically said a lot of hypotheticals about a crime that's possibly going to be committed. So has everyone... Someone clearly wasn't paying attention. So did everybody hear it? Yeah, that's it. Like, at this point, I... I Delete. Just... Put it in my pocket. <laughs> now it's in the cloud. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice try. You can't delete shit. <laughs> oh, by that the way, Beyonce, you never want to see this photo? with a box full of muffins. Yeah. Uh-huh. Aww. He did... Okay, um, it turns out that it was quite a nice deal, one fifty a muffin, but basically if you buy six muffins, that's when the price is reduced significantly. Mm. That's but the question is, can I get a baker's dozen? Um, can you get a baker's half dozen? That's, can, that's six and a half. You, baker, <laughs> you can get an additional baker's do- dozen for a slightly reduced price, but that's as far as the reduction goes. After that, it's buying them in dozens for the same reduced price. Th- thank you for this breakdown of muffin <laughs> economics. I needed it. Real, yeah, the, the immersion has been restored. Some solid world building. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But yes. So. Now we know the muffin deals at the Muffin Man. <laughs> <laughs> but now that everybody, but now that everybody has heard the conversation, just, we're, we're, well, um, I guess we should Ooh, go. Muffins. 
I guess we should go, um... Stake out this place for this hypothetical crime. Okay. Yeah, hypothetical. Let's call it that. Mm-hmm. The listeners at home, everyone is miming eating a muffin. Yeah. I'm not. I had a Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he has any more blood sugar I have, I have to watch my calories. Our is so high! <laughs> uh-huh. I have diabetes, okay? I can't have too many. Oh, uh, no. Your well, character, uh, your character does have diabetes in universe. Sure, <laughs> that's a yeah. serious thing yeah. to bring up. Yeah, I've, serious medical. I've opened up to all of you. Okay, okay. we're all now close. So to now you. we have to roleplay every time you do an insulin injection. Yeah. Not, not if it's type yeah. two diabetes. Yeah. Otherwise, I think just to make sure your sugar levels remain within the right. We'll record a video of me stabbing myself with a needle. Oh, oh. I didn't say if it was type one or type. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com. Or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.